Hi everyone and thanks for tuning in. This is the Facts or Facts podcast. I am your host Jared Kaiser. Today is June 19th of 2019. Tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow is the NBA draft and just a few days later we enter what I'm sure to be is one of the craziest NBA free agencies we have ever seen. Approximately 40% of the league is a free agent of some kind, whether restricted, unrestricted, or otherwise a free agent. And that includes some really big names in the league. Obviously, the top we've talked about, which is Kawhi, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, who I don't even really consider a free agent, even though he is, because everyone in the world knows he's going to sign a max deal with the Warriors. There is absolutely zero chance that he signs with literally any other team. So there's some pretty big names out there. Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, uh, a couple other big-time players that are free agents. But we found out recently that guys are just coming out of the woodworks to try and be free agents and turning down ridiculous sums of money. You have Harrison Barnes, who hasn't played a full season in three years, who just turned down $25 million next year with the Sacramento Kings so that he could become a free agent. This is a guy who's averaged 16 points per game at the peak of his career, which was with one year removed from the Golden State Warriors when he was with the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, the audacity of some of these players is out of control. You have Al Horford, who just turned down $30 million. Now, Al Horford is a really good player. In fact, I think he's a really, really good player. But he's 33 years old. Obviously, he's not going to be playing like LeBron for the next few years, where LeBron just doesn't seem... He's like got the Brady syndrome. He just doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. But Al Horford just turned down $30 million from the Celtics to become a free agent. And he's looking for a four-year contract for $100 million. And I'm sorry, but I need to meet the team who's going to give him $100 million for four years. Al Horford at 35, 36, and 37 years old is not going to be worth $25 million a year. He's just not. Okay, And, and if these players, which, listen, the market says that these players are going to be worth a lot of money, but Al Horford is not worth that. Maybe the 18 to 20 range for two or three years possibly – I could see because he's a solid player. He's going to be a starter or maybe a really, really good bench player in a couple of years. I mean, I feel like one of the smartest players in the league is Hassan Whiteside for the Heat, who's a bench player, and he's getting $27 million that he just picked up. $27 million for him. And we thought a few years ago Hassan Whiteside was going to be this star in the league. What a great center. Plays defense really well. Is starting to pick up on offense. A lot of different positives to his game. And he ends up being on the bench. Another bench player for the Heat who they're going to pay $27 million. Now, like I said, this free agency is going to be stacked. One of the most stacked free agencies we have ever seen, if not the most stacked. We have... Guys like Katie and Kawhi, Jimmy Butler is going to be a free agent, Kemba Walker, Tobias Tobias Harris, who is a really nice piece, by the way. The 76ers picked him up. That was a great pickup. You have guys like Kyrie, who's going to be a free agent. Nikola Vukovic for Orlando is going to be a free agent, and he's a really good piece. Don't overlook how good he has been. He's been improving every single year. Guys like D'Angelo Russell, who will be a restricted free agent, but will still be a free agent nonetheless. Chris Middleton just turned down some money so that he could be a free agent. Now, listen, he was only going to get paid $13 million this year, so it makes sense for him to be a free agent because, well, he was an all-star, so he's going to get a lot more money, but he's going to want a max contract for four years. 
And I'm sorry, but one good year. He's had one good year next to arguably the best player in the world, and he wants a max deal? You're not Scottie Pippen, dude. At least you're not Scottie Pippen yet. So you need to calm down on that max deal. Now, somebody's going to pay him that because, well, the market right now is out of control. It's like the housing market back in 2006 before the collapse. All right, everybody's going crazy, spending money left and right, and they shouldn't be. Guys who are also going to be free agents, Julius Randle just turned down some money from for his deal to become a free agent. Malcolm Brogdon is going to be a free agent. Now, I think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be a restricted free agent, so that's still a possibility. Brooke Lopez, who's a really good player, but he's getting a little bit older, but still really nice player. So I think Horford and Barnes are going to be somewhere where Barnes is not going to be looked at very highly, but Horford will be because he's been such a good player and he's a great locker room guy. He is a great locker room guy. He's going to work really hard for your team. He's going to put up some good numbers. But holy cow, I mean, for him to turn down $30 million, that is betting on yourself and that's betting on the market going crazy for a guy like you that's aging, that isn't aging great, that's you know, aging well, but not aging, aging great in a, in a game that, you know, for a guy that's 6'9", 6'10", and isn't the guy that's going to be high-flying blocking shots, he's a pretty good outside shooter, um, you know, I don't know if you're going to get $30 million or $28 million from another team. And if you do, good for that team to pay it and good for you to get it. But I just don't see a guy like that making that much money. But we're speaking today with all these teams and all this money. The Clippers have two max slots. The Lakers have basically almost a max slot left now after signing Anthony Davis or going to trade for Anthony Davis, I should say. It's not finalized yet, which the NBA needs to change that. But as we stand right now, the Lakers have, I think, seven guys on their roster. And their top three are as good as a lot of other threes in the league, if not better than everybody else's top three. You have LeBron, AD, and Kuzma. And I know a lot of people want to look past how good Kuzma is, but that guy is a legit player in the league. He puts up the same numbers as Tatum, and yet everybody will look at Tatum and say, Tatum is this spectacular all-star that's going to be just all everything. Kuzma puts up the exact same numbers, but because he's been on the Lakers, who haven't been to the conference finals, well, he gets looked down upon a little bit. But the Lakers, man, they're in a great spot. They have $23 million in open cap space right now. And the guys, personally, that I think they should go after, I don't think they should sign a max player. I think they should go after three guys specifically that would fit their roster perfectly. And those guys are Patrick Beverly, Darren Collison of the Pacers, and Bog, Bogdan Bogdanovich, which is a hard name to say, but Bogdanovich is a 41% three-point shooter for the Pacers. He could, you could get, pick him up for 10 to 15 million, somewhere in that range. You could put Darren Collison on that roster for 10 to 10 to 12, 10 to 15 million, and you could pick up Patrick Beverly for 10 to 15 million. Now you're saying, okay, but listen, dude, you're still over the salary cap. Yes, and also you get three guys that are going to be important role players on that team guys that are actually getting substantial minutes every year and they all fit your team perfectly Patrick Beverly picks up the defense with Darren Collison boom instantly you have a backcourt to now put on the floor with Kuzma LeBron and AD 
and you get Bogdanovich who can stretch the floor for you. And by the way, oh, just in case you were wondering, Darren Collison is a 40, 40, 39 or 40% career three-point shooter in the NBA. So it's not like he can't shoot. Now, Patrick Beverly, I know, is not a great three-point shooter. But that's why you put Darren Collison in the backcourt with him. They both can play defense. And Darren Collison is a floor general. And you're going to say, well, LeBron is the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands all the time. And I get that. But he was at his best in Cleveland and Miami when you had other guys that could have the ball in their hands. And Darren Collison is a floor general. He's proven that. He is a big reason that the Pacers got to the spot that they got to this year without their best player in Victor Oladipo, right? So those three guys, I feel like they need to make top priorities to go after. Why? Because they all fit your system and they give you exactly what you would need to what maybe the Raptors had this year, which was everybody knows their place and everybody does their thing very well. Other guys you're going to see, obviously, are guys like Danny Green. You'll see J.J. Redick, but I just think Danny Green and J.J. Redick, well, J.J. Redick specifically, might want more money than you're willing to pay him. Danny Green, I think you could actually get for pretty cheap, but Danny Green is such an up-and-down shooter. I, I would rather have a Bogdanovich who is a consistent shooter. Over the, the life of the the year they shoot about the same percentage but Danny Green is such a streaky shooter I just don't know I think those are big pieces that the Lakers need to go and get immediately why because you need those guys to build around for the next three to five years I mean the Lakers need to think about this LeBron's has maybe two more peak years left Right, You put AD, it takes a little pressure off. If you can get three guys out there that are going to take the pressure off even more and then maybe get a couple of mid-level exception guys out there, I think you're really going to be in a great spot. If the Lakers can get those pieces, now you have six guys on the roster that are going to give you major minutes every game that you could rotate in. Braun and Kuzma are always going to be able to switch. Patrick Beverly has proven that he can guard way above his size. Darren Collison is a guy that can guard multiple positions on the wing, the one through three at least. You would have a really, really good chance at winning the title if you could get those three guys. Now, not just those three guys, but you need a couple of guys that maybe give you a couple of minutes here and there. But those three guys to put with the three guys you already have in Braun, AD, and Kuzma would look like a really, really solid roster. I mean, you could really bring back a lot of good memories for Lakers fans if you could put those three guys on the team together. Because Patrick Beverly is going to be a little pit bull out there for you. He's going to get in the face of every single star that comes your way, which means Braun's not going to have to do that. Darren Collison's not going to take anything from any of those great guards in the West. And let's be honest, the West is wide open. And if you put two really good backcourt guards together that can play defense and their top priority is to shut down the other guards in the league, they have something going for them. I think these are some things that the Lakers front office needs to think about. Obviously, they're never going to listen to me. But if I was their GM, if I was Rob Polinka right now, and I was that front office, I would be doing everything in my power to bring Patrick Beverly and Darren Collison to the backcourt of the Lakers because you could do it immediately. And they give you both ends of the floor. At least Darren Collison does. Patrick Beverly, one of the best defenders in the NBA, for sure, at the guard position. Absolutely. You put that with one of the best defenders at the center position in Anthony Davis, and all of a sudden you become a really good defensive team. Kuzma's going to get better every year on the defensive end of the ball, end of the floor. And 
moving forward, you need that defense because guess what? The Raptors were the second best team in the entire playoffs in defense and that helped them win a title. Okay. So those are some thoughts for June 19th. Again, this is the Facts or Facts podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is Jared Kaiser. I am out.